Everyone, welcome to today's Monday Market Update. I'm Sam, CTI's Head Analyst. I've put together a few charts and a few insights for you today that I think you'll find tremendously valuable. So again, a reminder, if you're looking to really do a deep dive and get your foundation set for the next bull market, which will inevitably come in the next couple of years, make sure to reach out to our team and discuss what it means to become a CCI client and what we involve in our comprehensive course. We are now ranked the third highest on Trustpilot in terms of educational companies in Australia. So get onto it. You have nothing to lose by getting in touch with the team and finding out what we do more. All right, let's crack in. I'm going to show you what I just showed our advanced mastermind clients just before, and that is that we have had a tumultuous week. Based on data that's coming out of the United States, some unfavorable PCE data. I'm not going to go into the weeds there, but let's say they came in over forecast and it really shook some things. We were thinking we were going to have a, a pretty volatile week as these figures came out. And the good news is the markets have essentially taken their whack. They've almost priced in a 0.5 interest rate rise. That's my feeling uh, for, for the next FOMC. I still think we might not be getting that. I think the uh, a lot of what the Fed has been doing is a lot of podium work, a lot of jawboning. And they likely will stick to the point 2.25, but it's line ball in terms of prediction markets. But at the end of the day, uh, really, who cares? We're going to play the ball where it lies. And the Fed are coming out with a, a lot of things that they never really follow through on. And it's a lot of BS, to be honest, um, because we all know that inflation is much, much higher than is forecasted in the CPI. So uh, look, there's, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. So moving through there. We're looking forward to the Bitcoin halving, which is in 2024. And a lot of this short-term stuff is just noise. And the market is hugely sentiment-driven. It is all psychology. And we are reacting in a very volatile sense back and forth. Now, a big part of what we do here is to condition people to think like a longer-term investor and put aside all their short-term noise because it can drive you absolutely up the wall. Unless you're a short-term day trader, you can trade this volatility. It is absolutely something we're doing with our mastermind clients. But for the majority of people, it is in your best interest for your capital sake and for your sanity sake that you step back and you look at the broader picture. You look at what's happening for the rest of this year. You look at what's happening in the Bitcoin halving 2024, what that actually means historically in terms of have cryptos run into that before it, after it, and all that. Uh, positioning for uh, those really strong moments in the market, those peak states in the market will just pay massive dividends. So laying those seeds and getting your foundation set now is tremendously powerful. Now, why I brought this page up for you here is I think we've got a runway over the next couple of weeks because we really do not have uh, too much uh, incendiary data, if you like, coming out. This might be worth looking at. The, the manufacturing data tells us uh, if the United States is, I guess, the manufacturing production center, uh, production centers and economic centers of the United States, if they are slowing down. Uh, but so far, a lot of these readings have been a bit skew with because of the uh, tremendous need for new manufacturing and production as globalization weans away and it moves back to more localized supply chains. Uh, but what we really don't uh, we really don't have to worry too much about volatility from the data, in my opinion, until we really get to uh, Powell's testimony in front of Congress, Financial Services Committee, it could be a Senate, I'm not sure, uh, but he will be speaking and that generally does uh, induce some volatility. Uh, the next really big one is the middle of March, inflation rate year on year. You can see here the previous is 6.4%, forecast is 6.2%. That comes in low, like 6.2 or even lower. Market's going to react quite bullishly. comes in high, it's going to react negatively. And all of this is short-term stuff. And the market 
markets, price it in, and then we move through. So uh, that's what we're looking at. Just continually be forward looking. Eventually, we're going to see a recession. Eventually, we're going to see a pause. Eventually, we're going to see a pivot. It's coming. But what's happening right now is these events are pushing things further and further back, potentially making them worse. So uh, a couple of weeks here where we could see uh, a bit of positivity until we see uh, maybe the rug being pulled out yet again. All right. This is the main chart that causes risk assets uh, downside or, or tail risk. So when the dollar is going up, so this is the DXY, the Dixie. Uh, this is the US dollar against a basket of other fiat currencies. And right now the dollar is gaining strength against those fiat currencies. And if we're looking at, let's say, a Bitcoin USD chart, if the US dollar, which is the denominator, is going up in value, Bitcoin's obviously going to face some headwinds there unless Bitcoin is uh, growing at the similar rate as the dollar. And it's just probably not going to happen. Uh, so generally, if you see the denominator go up, you'll see the, the other one go down, which is what we see a lot in Bitcoin. So right now, the dollar's had a really nice bounce off the 0.5 retracement level from this high. You can see back here. So uh, it's had that pullback there of around about 11%. And now it's had that lovely bounce. And it's moving up towards the 0.382. If it can find support here on top of that level, you can see it's just pulling back a little bit to find that support. If it finds that support and goes higher, crypto and risk markets uh, stocks, when I talk about risk markets, it means crypto and stocks and, and a few others, but mainly those two. When that happens, then it's going to face some headwinds. So uh, eventually the dollar is going to stop here, um, but right now this doesn't look too great and I wouldn't be too confident on Bitcoin breaking 25,000 unless the dollar begins to just contract a bit lower. It could absolutely be trying to top out here and fall back down, uh, but so far this looks like it, it just wants to try and climb a little bit higher uh, and then potentially create a divergence there where we see that, again, the dollar falling away. Uh, if we look over at Ethereum, I just want to highlight just how good Ethereum looks uh, in terms of the market and in terms of a risk-reward play, especially if you're an investor uh, with, without a great deal of capital and you're looking, you think you want to own Bitcoin, but you know you can only own a small fraction. If you look at Ethereum, it's, what, 1,600-something. You can own a full Ethereum uh, and still gain that, I guess that exposure to the lower risk end of the market, which is really, really positive. But what we see with Ethereum, uh, two points. It didn't make a new low on the FTX collapse. Bitcoin did. So Ethereum, just by that metric, has weathered the storm by relative strength uh, better than most other cryptos. And Ethereum has just bounced beautifully to the top of the range and has been consolidating under resistance, this yellow line, uh, well, since... Uh, early Jan, so this year, see that big pulse up almost into a flag, tried to dip down, got bought up very quick, breaks the 1720 level and comes back down, maybe tests its support, it's off. It's off to about $2,000. So this can move really, really quickly. I like what it's done on the RSI. It's kind of broken out. It's come back down and retest the top of the trend. Uh, stock RSI looks to be turning over momentum, just hanging around the midpoint. This is starting to look okay. So um, Ethereum could really, really run, especially if we get that layer two move. We saw Coinbase moving and creating their own layer two as well called Base. Uh, so Matic has been such a powerful layer two. It's been moving all year. And I can really, really see layer twos um, becoming that. that well, we, we know it's been a big narrow. We know it's an incoming investment trend, but we just haven't seen that pop. And I think newsletter subscribers will be very interested to know. I think that's going to be my topic that I'm going to write about this week on Thursday. Why, you know, the ZK roll-ups and, and layer twos could be that next big thing. Because AI gave us a bit of a taste on what a huge narrative can be. But layer two is more substantial. It's been around for longer. It's got a lot more capital and it can run much, much harder.
in my opinion. So I'll leave it at there, bit of a teaser for the newsletter. We just have a look at Bitcoin. Look, everything is about the $25,000 level, the 200-week moving average, this blue line here. If we go back to previous bull markets, we never actually penetrated it to the degree that we've done it uh, this time. We've maintained underneath it. So we've got almost like an overextension to the downside, which I think is going to correct itself. I'm going to come back to the main, the 200-week moving average, and we're going to blast through it eventually uh, based on Bitcoin's programmatic monetary supply. Next year, would you believe Bitcoin actually gets scarcer than gold uh, after this next Bitcoin halving? So just keep that in mind. It is People think the Bitcoin halving can be priced in, but I really don't think it can ever be truly priced in. And that is a mind-blowing statistic when you think there's only 21 million Bitcoin, really about 18 million, 19 million available that isn't lost, uh, and it's going to be scarcer than gold next year. So uh, that is super, super fascinating. But we just have a look here. It's about at the point which Bitcoin really likes to break out in terms of these cycles. So back here in 2019, we had the breakout of the bear market just in these green boxes here. We had the breakout of the, the bear market here up to 14,000, which was a tremendous pump. Never gave anyone a chance to uh, buy in. Everyone thought we're going to get a big dip. We're going to get a big, big dip, but we really never got a substantial move back. And you know what? What looks pretty familiar over here? It looks like Bitcoin's trying to do the exact same thing. I've got the Bitcoin halving just drawn there with a green line, the vertical uh, in 2024, around about March, April. Yep, so it's fine. And I have got in the background a fractal drawn. So these bars, these ghostly bars behind these yellow bars, are exact replica of what happened in 2019. Now, what is Bitcoin doing? It is almost following up to an absolute T. Now, um, we won't see exactly the same thing what we, we saw in previous years, but history often rhymes because, again, of that Bitcoin programmatic supply, it has that same movement because that, that halving begins to get uh, bought into that narrative, the anticipation, and then we have the bull market and we have a sell-off. So these sort of cycles tend to repeat. And this year could be very, very interesting once we break that 200-week moving average. And I should say if we break it. I'm very confident we break it you know, in the next you know, few months, if not weeks, but we will see. Uh, things have to line up. And if we get rejected here and come back down, then probably we're going back to the lows, sure. Um, but it just seems like we've got a full head of steam now. Uh, and generally, when we're on top of this RSI, so I'll just point out here that this is the relative strength indicator. Uh, this generally just shows you how strong bulls and sellers, uh, sorry, buyers and sellers are. But whenever we're on, let's say, the 50 levels, so I've just got there the yellow lines draw. Whenever we're above 50, we're in an uptrending, more positive state in the market. What have we done? We've just blasted up through there, we've retested, and now we're curling up again. Uh, so in previous bear markets, we actually had to blitz through, and then we reached up. So exactly where we were back in 2019 is essentially we're almost there now. Uh, and then we had the final pump up to 14,000. So uh, there is every chance we can have a bit of a mini blow off this year as everything melts up in sort of that inflationary bubble uh, until the Fed pauses and pivots. It's something we're thinking about um, very seriously. And in that case, altcoins are going to see a really nice bump, but a lot of that movement is going to be more restricted to the, the more senior coins that have a bit more trust, a bit more liquidity, because we're not in a true bull market. This isn't a bull market. There's not a ton of liquidity out there just now. There's not a ton of capital looking to speculate. So uh, you really have to be more risk averse, especially in these years pre-halving. Um, and then after that, you can be a little bit more throw caution. Again, we discuss this all in our course in terms of these cycles. So uh, I'll leave you with that. And now finally, guys, if you weren't on Twitter, you need to. It is the best news resource for everything crypto out there, uh, macro news, all that. Get on there. We have a Twitter profile. We just got uh, verified as well. Please follow us. Uh, we'll be doing more and more content on there. Uh, we've got a small amount of followers currently. So this is what I wanted everyone to do. Get on here now, follow us, and we'll go from there.
but again, uh, you can also follow me. I'm on here as well. You can see we've, uh, there I am as well. I share some insights every now and then. So uh, yeah, again, please follow us and uh, you'll get a lot of our content and a lot of what we post here and elsewhere. So uh, have a wonderful day, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.